Wriggles clear. Might just get the chip, and he does. He scores! Oh, what a great backlash! I thought you'd have a, a Welsh flag in the background, you two. <laughs> That's tomorrow <laughs> night. Tomorrow night, mate. That's tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, come on. Well, yeah. to call me old-fashioned, but when you were in the World Cup in 74 and 78, I was rooting for Scotland, B. We weren't there. Is that is that, uh, but then, this that is... show a weakness or a weak side to me? This is the thing. This is the thing. We get this all the time, and it's... I mean, you, you're a football man, so you know it's football. It's like you, you wouldn't get Man United supporters wanting Liverpool to win the Champions League. You wouldn't want, you know, there's rivalries and it's football and it's like England's ours. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, um, I don't know really. I, I suppose supporting Oldham, I have a, a different view of um, like a Champions League rivalry. Hmm. Um the teams I follow kind of spiral out from round here. Like if Rochdale, who are our local team, if you like, were playing Spurs, I'd want Rochdale. I just just how I'm wired up, I guess you know. But I get it, you know, I get it. But I, th- I think I think it, at a smaller level, and you know, that's no disrespect to to Oldham, but no, 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 it, it's no. like so. With Clay Bank, where recently there've been teams from a level that have been doing yeah. well in the Scottish Cup. And mm-hmm. and even though at our level we probably quite hate them because you know they're really successful at our level and teams are yeah. pumping money in and things like that, but you still want to see them do well um, against yeah, because the bigger from, teams. But you yeah. know if, if it came to uh, if, I guess in, when when we were younger, Tom Partick Thistle were maybe the team that yeah. we, we disliked the most. And, yeah, yeah. you know, you wouldn't want them to win anything unless it benefited you. As I, I said this on um, Twitter the other day, that there's only once that I've wanted England to win. And that was the uh, Euro 96, the Holland game. Yeah. And you still managed, you scored four goals against them and then still managed to break our hearts. Yeah, because we conceded, didn't we? Like, <laughs> yeah. And that knocked you out. Yeah, that, that was rough, that. I remember Shearer pointed that out in a post-match interview, which um, I thought was a bit rough in pointing that out because he, he must have been friends with Colin Hendry because they both played for Blackburn, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I remember that. Uh, but uh, anyway, um, yes. so, uh, Simon, uh, I don't I don't believe we've met before, have we? Um, or have Not we? Yet. Not yet. No, no, no. Tonight is tonight's the night. So hello, <laughs> hello. <laughs> so, so, so Simon um, started off um, with the podcast as well. So he would he would sort of jump in and jump out as as he was yeah. free, and then that got less frequent as time went on. But hopefully, he's you know what we're going to we're going to do the the threesome again. Um, All right, going forward. Um, so it's it's like he's one of the original band members. Exactly. Yeah, and we're getting yeah. you in, Graham, just to, to make up the numbers. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair enough. I'm, I'm used to that. Yeah. So, uh, who's your team, Simon? So Celtic. I'm Celtic. Celtic. Yeah, yeah, so my rivals have always been Rangers, obviously, you know, since since the year dot. When I was born, there was an old firm game on. So I was, right. I was born in the middle of the Scottish Cup final on the 5th of May, 1973. So, yeah, it's been a rivalry since birth. <laughs> That's good. It's um we used to get the um Scottish Cup final goals highlights um in the seventies uh when I was a kid watching Grandstand or World of Sport watching the Cup final then it, it always it literally always did seem to be between Celtic and Rangers I guess uh, I guess I should look that up 
I remember one year, which might have been that year, 73, when someone scored when, I think it was a Celtic goal, when someone edited it and it hit both posts and someone it was, tapped it yeah, in. Yeah, I think, I think it was the Alex Miller. for Safe goal, wasn't it? For safe, was it? Yeah. yeah. What, year, what year was that, sorry? 73, that'd be 73, that's the one I was born in. Oh, right, yeah, there yeah. we go, perfect. Yeah, he nearly, he nearly that... missed it, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did, yeah, apparently he was wearing long studs. He had the big, long aluminium studs because it was so muddy. And he yeah. had not been wearing them with the fresh air that missed. <laughs> so there we go. Yeah. <laughs> I used to be fascinated by Celtic's numbers on the shorts. They were, yeah. they were huge, weren't they? Because they were, the, the, the idea was you never break the hoops. So the, the, ah, the, right. the, okay. top was, the top was sacrosanct and you couldn't put a number or anything on it. And then right. they played European games and European rules where you had to have a number on your back. So they used to put a white square on the back so the yeah, hoops yeah. could be touched. But all that's now gone as well. But it was a great thing. I think when they won, they won eight titles in a row and I think every single player wore eight in their shorts when they came out in the late 70s mm. as well. So I, lo- I love these wee touches. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a nice, interesting touch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so for OK, we'll just get... Um, have you managed to have a, a wee read through this at all, Graham? Uh, yeah, I had a, a quick research. I definitely would have had this this version back in the day. Um, right. I, I was this run when I, that was my first World Cup seventy four. I was I was right yeah. into it at this point. I would have been ten. Ten. Yeah. So I was uh, very inspired. Uh, I was uh, that little bit of a random story I told you about that what uh, caught my attention was yeah. um, when it was doing a run through of the games and I distinctly remember what uh, there was only sixteen teams in seventy four. Was there? Yeah, um, I think so, yeah. Um, and what they used to do is, uh, obviously it was our summer, they used to replay the highlights of the games uh, the following morning. So say BBC had shown the game live. The highlights were on at half past 10 on the following morning of uh, on the other channel, so IT Granada in my case. And uh, I remember, distinctly remember the Italy v Argentina game. I don't remember the, the final score. I think someone, did someone win 3-0 in that game? I can't remember. But uh, Ruben Ayala caught my eye for Argentina. Had the long black hair and a headband. And I remember running about the lounge in my parents' house with my sister's black cardigan over my head and <laughs> a headband on, keeping it in place. <laughs> and I scored a goal. I, I, I drew the curtains. I was watching the highlights because it was a lovely sunny morning. And I drew the curtains, which was like from floor to ceiling. We had these brand spanking brown curtains. I can remember them. I can remember the feel of them. Now. They were like a silky socket. Um, and uh, so they came from floor to ceiling, these curtains. And I remember scoring a goal with this little white ball, like pretending I was Ruben Ayala. And I, I went to swing on the netting, like on the curtains, and I pulled the whole curtain rail down. And when my mum came back from the shops, there was just a pile of rubble in the middle of the lane where I pulled the, the curtains, the curtain rail, bits of like the, the wood that it was nailed to the wall with and uh, really? we had to repair it, do a patch job before my dad came home from work because I would have <laughs> obviously got a massive bollock in if I would have pulled the curtains down. <laughs> and we had to get a, a curtain rail from Alden Market the following morning without my dad knowing about it, which uh, I'd never thought about that since I did it, but just uh, looking through that magazine just reminded me of like when I was pretending to be Ruby Ayala. That name really uh, stuck in my mind. And did his son go on to play for somebody about 20... Well, 20 years later, for somebody in Europe, or maybe for Argentina, I'm sure his son popped up. Yeah, I mean, but, uh, certainly the name, the name seems, whether I'm thinking of Ruben Ayala, but the name sort of seems a bit more recent as well, so you, you could yeah. well be right with that. 
He could yeah. well have had a, a son called Ruben Ayer. I think Tom's beavering away there, trying to um, <laughs> put me out of my misery. See, but, 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 uh, I love what you said there, Graham, about how um, you, you had to get the the curtain rail fixing that without your dad. No, the, the truth is, I bet your dad knew. I mean, the, the, yeah. this is the sort of thing, the parents know exactly what's going on. They just decide sometimes to let things, you know, for the sake yeah. of, you know, a wee bit of peace, just letting it go and letting letting the mum deal with it this time. Yeah. It's, a, it's a great visual image, though, isn't it? It's a great, it's a great story. I'm gonna, I'm yeah. gonna take that at some point. Thanks, Graham. <laughs> See, well, 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 while we're on, while we're on World Cup story, so seventy, no, eighty-two was was my World Cup story. So we, I've got three brothers and a sister, and um, and we were watching, and we were on, we were on the the family settee, and it was a a spring thing, a spring um settee, and um Dave Neary hit that 25 yarder and hit the back of the net. We all jumped up together and then we all landed together and it just yeah. heard the spring went bang. And the thing is, my dad, had, my, the amount of times my dad had to get a pair of pliers out and get the tension right onto that and put the spring in and he'd hurt himself. So he, he his face just dropped and it was just like from total celebration to quiet and we're all just looking at each other going, oh no. <laughs> Tom, Tom, did you get an answer? Uh, well, the Wikipedia page doesn't suggest that he'd, he's got a relative that played football. Ooh, right. Okay. On a similar kind of vein, my World Cup story was, it must have been 82. I'm thinking it's 78, but it must have been 82. And there's a picture we were on holiday in Cornwall when the World Cup was on. And I've got the Scotland 78 strip on. And my wee brother, Robin's got the Argentina strip on. I remember as we were playing golf out in the back garden of this place. And seconds after the picture was taken, I clattered them in the head by swinging it. Swinging it while I knocked out my wee brother. So there you go. <laughs> World, Cup, World Cup mishaps. Yeah. Yeah. This is a whole different show. Does he, does he Did he remember? get any blood? Did he get any blood yeah. on the Argentinian kit? <laughs> we needed the bandage. <laughs> Terry Butcher. Yeah. Yeah. What's your World Cup story, Tom? Oh well, mine's in the, the introduction to to my, my book. Uh, we made them angry, but it's it's, it's genuinely my first football in, uh, memory, and it's uh, Archie Gemmell's goal against Holland. That that sounds just sort of made up, you know what I mean? It's the most famous goal in Scottish football history, and it's my first football in memory. But it's genuinely true. Um, Argentina, France. I think we're playing the night before. And our TV went on the blink. So I'm six at this point. I was out of my bed at the time. But the TV went in the blink. And so Scotland are playing Holland in the sort of vital final game uh, the next night. So my dad had said they were going to my Uncle Pat's, my mum's brother, who stayed just down the back from us. My Uncle Pat wasn't into football. So he just got told that we were all coming down to watch this <laughs> Scotland-Holland uh, uh, game. So I'm not into football at the time. And, I, and I'm sitting in the corner and my aunt Anne's got me like toys to play with kind of thing. And I'm sort of playing with the toys. And uh, I hear this shout. My dad roars like, ah! And as he goes back like that in the chair, the the lamp, he hits the standard lamp and it just crashes down just just <laughs> beside just beside me. Uh, and, and I look around to see what's, what's, what's made my dad go so absolutely mental. And I watch, it's the replay Archie Gemmell's uh, goal. That's genuinely my, my first football yeah. memory is seeing Archie Gamble, the replay Archie Gamble scored. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, this this lamp almost almost crashing down on me. You know? <laughs> Man and coming around to pick it to pick it up. And and following up, my cousin uh, John, who was there because um, 
we were at a family funeral and he was he was he mentioned that as well. I don't remember him being there, but he's about he would have been about 14 or something. But uh he, he remembers that as as, yeah. as well as, as my he dad would... knocking this lamp <laughs> down <laughs> in their house. The world got dangerous, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> That's why we stopped going. That's why we stopped going, isn't it? That's the real reason. The real reason. <laughs> too, too, too much danger. Right, okay, listen, um, the 15th of June, 1974, is the magazine we've looked at. So we're in the middle of the World Cup at the moment. So we're going to look at 1974 World Cup, which took place in West Germany between the 13th of June and 7th of July. And it was the first time the tro- the tr- it was a new trophy, and it was contested after the Jules Remy was permanently awarded to Brazil. Um, so we'll be looking at the 15th of June, which means it probably came out, you know, maybe three days before this or something like that. So um, just before the World Cup, the World Cup actually kicked off. So let's have a look at the front cover and let's make sure the technology works. And there we go. So the cover page of the magazine shows some football fans enjoying themselves. It's with busy. Yes. It's a very busy cover. Do yeah, you know, it's a great cover. My, my, my first thought was it was... Um, Argentina, but um, then I, then I sort of thought actually it's probably from the nineteen seventy World Cup because also the, there's a so there's blue and white fans with blue and white and there's uh, fans with red and white, and so yeah. when I looked Argentina weren't at the nineteen seventy World Cup so Uruguay did play the Soviet Union so uh, right. you know my wee bit of Quincy has has, has sort of suggests that this is maybe. Um, Uruguay versus the Soviet Union, but yeah, it's it's, it's very colourful. It's um, one of the things that I've that we've probably touched on before is just the lack. Or I mean, there's a lot of colour there, but there's no people with kits on. You know, it's like people just wearing shirts, and some of them yeah. wearing nothing and t-shirts. Whereas now, you, you've got entire stands that are all the same colour with people wearing things. Um, yeah, so it's far more, isn't it? Yeah, so we've got Rivellino of Brazil on it, Willie Morgan and Gerd Muller as well. And I, I was going to say about Willie Morgan, there's a sort of Roy Keane look to him, I think. Mm-hmm. A, bit, a bit of a Roy Keane look to him there. Yeah, it's quite, uh, it's quite chiselled, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, anybody want to pick anything out from the, the front page there? I'm loving uh, the loving the, the the sort of handmade hat and the and the trumpet as well. I just I just love that in the middle. That's that's that's. That's homemade fandom, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I was going to mention the trumpet because obviously that leads us on to England's uh, brass band. Um, and since Graham's obviously um, the, the man to talk to here, what's your thoughts on the English brass band? <laughs> well, I've, I've not really had any. I, uh, but I'm quite oblivious to it. Have, uh, yeah, have they been banned or something, or are they? No, no, the, 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 the brass band that, that play England games and go... Right. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I probably haven't because too busy shouting at the telly. But, uh, <laughs> uh, I know that the uh, did they try to temper it in in cricket? Were they getting on people's nerves in when they go watching England cricket? That kind of sticks out in my memory from last summer or being abroad, right. maybe the time, uh, maybe a bit before COVID. Mm. Um, but yeah, uh, it's, I think it adds to the atmosphere when you've got people in the audience with drums. Where, do you remember the Vuvu? They call Vuvu Zela. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking yeah, that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that was that just sounded like you're watching football um, surrounded by a load of bees or wasps, yeah. didn't it? But, and, but and I kind of like got into it. I know uh, my wife and my kids when they were watching it, they they found it annoying. There's mm, just that yeah. noise in the background. But I, I kind of thought it added to it. You know, the Oldham were quite famous for having some guy with a drum just drumming along all the way through <laughs> the game, which uh, 
if you if you're not into that, that must be really annoying if you're, if you're nearby. <laughs> yeah. Do the Celtic not specialise in something, Simon? They, they must specialise in. They we do. We've got we've got um we've got a whole section, and it's my it's my kind of thing. My, my anti-modern football thing is is football chants and organised singing. And I used to love it in the old days where a chant would start somewhere at the back of the the back of terracing and be and, and Billy Conley talks about it a lot. He talks about players like David Dodds who played for the United and Rangers, and he was he was he wasn't it wasn't the most prepossessing of gentlemen. And um, behind Billy Conley, somewhere he said, "I could never find the source of it." You would just hear <laughs> elefante. There's things like that. I, I like I just chants and things that come out of nowhere. Organised singing, and there's there is the, the 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 Green Brigade section there as well, and a safe standing area. And it is it does add, it does add a lot to the atmosphere. But I find that the whole focus is on that. Yeah. And that starts the singing that then goes around the stadium. I, I like I like the way it was just kind of random before, you know. But yeah. my brother goes a lot more than me. He says that it saved the atmosphere. Sometimes it could be really really quiet when Celtic weren't doing well. So so I get it. But organised singing. I've never been a fan of organised brass bands, even less so. Yeah. <laughs> I was at the, the junior Scottish Junior Cup final a few years back, and I yeah. went to Hurlford End, and they had a guy who had a big oh. bell, and he just rang the bell <laughs> like all the way through the game. He just rang this bell. <laughs> yeah. Well, but Man City He's used a to have a, <laughs> when Man City played at Main Road, they used to have a woman called uh, uh, an elderly woman called Helen who used to ring a bell. Um, to wow. get the team going, and the one of the chants be Helen, Helen, ring your bell, just to get the <laughs> get the vibe going in the crowd. Well, that's uh, for for older Man City fans. That's something they may remember. Yeah, yeah. Well, the Man City, they, they, there was a period where they had blow up. Um, it wasn't sound, but it was blow up um, bananas and fruit and things yeah. like that as well, wasn't there? Yeah, that was like late eighties mm. um, when they had the bananas. I can't remember how that came about, but. Um, yeah, that's a weird one. Well, one thing I was just going to point out about the cover of it: Revelino, Willie Morgan, and Gerd Muller. What, what I always thought as a kid, anybody who was tipped to be a star of the forthcoming World Cup, like the Revelino and maybe Willie Morgan in this case, they, they very rarely fulfil that um, um, that promise, uh, yeah. and it was always somebody else who'd emerge. I mean, obviously Gerd Muller's on the front of there, and he, he yeah, scored yeah. a few goals in in '74, but. Uh, Revelino, he'd be a very established Brazil player then, maybe slightly past his best at this point yeah. in 74. He was the best, yeah, yeah. And Willie well, Morgan, I'm not even sure, would Willie Morgan have played every game in 74? Uh, I guess you've, you've got to move quickly if the results don't go your way. So hmm. you're potentially going to chop and change your team, aren't you, quite hmm. quite sharply if, if things don't go your way in a group where you just played three games. But Yeah, I mean, uh, that, that World Cup, uh, Graham, Kenny Dalglish was kind of, Tipped to be the sort of star of the Scotland team, and he wasn't. I think it was it was Davy Hay that was more the yeah. standout player for Scotland yeah. uh, at that tournament, which eventually led to him being transferred from Celtic to Chelsea. Chelsea, yeah. All ah, right, yeah, yeah. In '74, yeah, David uh, Dalglish, yeah. Because um, in '74, I was going to say that, but uh, oh yeah, Dennis Law was in the squad in '74. Yeah, yeah, well, that would have been his last uh, games actually, Dennis Law. I think that was his last. At the yeah. football match was against uh, Zaire because obviously yeah, because... Playing, we man we man City that season and he'd finished right. up in that game against Manchester United. Yeah, when he scored the back heel and then yeah. went, went to West Germany, but then ended his career. Then yes, I think that was his last professional oh, game. 
Yeah. Did they actually? Like Jimmy Johnston as well. Jimmy Johnston, but he was he taken? He, he, he never. He never got played. But I was wondering. I don't know if Dennis Law played the last game. I think he might have. Just... No, I think he only played Zaire. I think he yeah. only played the yeah. Zaire game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and who was that? Jimmy Johnston went but never played. Yeah. 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 Well, well. See, the, the thing about the thing about uh, about Jimmy uh, about Jimmy Johnston about this World Cup for Jimmy Johnston. There's a as far as I'm concerned, a misperception that Johnson were, was taken and not played as a punishment mm. for his antics uh, and, and largs. I don't know if you know the, the, the story, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Graham. So Jimmy Johnston, after a, a home international against Wales at Hamden, the Scotland team went back to largs where they were staying and Willie Ormond allowed them to go out on the Randan to another hotel. Uh, and they didn't get back to about midnight, so they went out drinking at like, uh, midnight and then left in the early hours in the morning when it was daylight. And as they were walking across the shore, they found these wee fishing boats. And Jimmy Johnson got in one, and apparently Sandy Jarden kicked the boat out, and it yeah. had no oars in it. And the boats, the boats had drifted out to sea. The story is he was halfway to America, kind of thing. Drifted out to sea, and uh, I think Davy Hay and Eric Shadler had gotten another boat to try and row out to get him, and that <laughs> boat had holes in it. And they just sort of, and everybody just sort of stood by the shore and left them to go out there. And they got the kind of the local coast guard to go out and get them back in. And it was a big kind of carry. It was just, it was just a daft laugh, but it was a big kind of tabloid sort of sensation at the time, you know. And it was yeah. all this kind of like what a disgrace he's been in on this sort of drunken antics. Uh, anyway, and they've been out in the beat. Uh, they've been out in the beat. Um, England on the Saturday in the home internationals two nothing, and Jimmy Johnson was given at the V signs to the press box uh, yeah. afterwards, and and the, the story was that he'd been he get taken to the seventy four World Cup and and uh, they didn't play him because of the SFA uh, as a punishment, but but actually uh, Jimmy Johnson never actually played in any of the qualifiers right uh, for that seventy four World Cup, and he was actually in the Celtic reserves for a period to December seventy three. To April right. seventy four, he was actually in the Celtic reserves until he came back into the uh, come back into the team late on. So he was actually, a, a, I think, a, a surprise inclusion that he was in the yeah. twenty two. And Very much fringe they, player. Yeah. they tried to put him on in the last game against Yugoslavia uh, late on, but the the linesman flagged, but the referee obviously a different sort of substitution system at the time. The linesman mm. flagged, but the referee didn't notice him. And then there was because the, the two goals were quite late on. Then there was a goal scored. So the sort of tactics changed and he yeah. sat back down. But mm-hmm. I so I think there's a misperception that Johnson was was taken and not played as some sort yeah. of punishment for his antics. But I think that's that's not actually true. Yeah, that's a good good story. He was a great little player. The, the little I saw of him, obviously down in England, he was mm-hmm. a great player. Yeah. But again, back to when I was born. I know this is a theme. <laughs> when I was when I was born, when um, apparently the the the, the my mum said, "What is?" What does he look like to my dad? And my dad, obviously, in the middle of the Scottish Cup fan, said, he looks like Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you would do, wouldn't you? We should move on. on. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing's changed eh? <laughs> okay, so we've moved on to pages two and three here. So shoot, document how all the teams reached the finals with the group results and final standings over the two pages. Yeah. Um, so we've got England with Poland and Wales. England famously only drawn one-one with Poland at Wembley in the final game. This was the one that Brian Clough was that the one he called the goalkeeper a, a clown, clown before the game, yeah, and then he went on to he went on to have the game of his life pretty much. Um, yeah, and it, it wasn't a, a high-scoring group. But let's just have a wee um, a wee look at that. So. 
Wales nil, England one, England one, Wales one, Wales two, Poland nil, Poland two, England nil, Poland three, Wales nil, England one, Poland. I mean, it's not high scoring at all. Um, it's it's not bad though, but that's impressive. Wales two, Poland nil. That's an impressive result for Wales. Um, yeah. In in comparison, wasn't it? That's uh, although they got rolled over in um, actually in Poland, as as did England. Um, yeah, so quite quite interesting, but. Uh, I noticed that some of the, the some of the groups had four teams mm-hmm. and some yeah. had three. So the, the the groups that had four, did the top two go through then? I think it was just the top one still that went through. Oh right, was yeah. it? Right. Yeah. So the example oh, here is Group yeah. Six, which yeah. has got Northern Ireland, um, and Bulgaria, Portugal, Northern Ireland, and Cyprus. Um, the Northern Ireland didn't fare well there. They finished third. On, they've only won one game which was yep. Cyprus at home, but they were famously beaten by Cyprus 1-0 away as well, right. which would have been yeah. an absolutely um, horrendous result for them back then, but a, a huge result for Cyprus. Yeah, it, if, uh, my, my knowledge of Cyprus, because we go there on holiday quite a bit, is in the qualifiers for 74, this would have been round about the time of the unrest in Cyprus when right. the Turks yeah. invaded. So it would have been quite a tricky, tricky time going there playing, I would have thought. That war zone, yeah, 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 a nervy time, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, some, uh, oh yeah, Republic of Ireland. Yeah, yeah they, 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 some of the, the players Republic of Ireland had in the seventies, they they flattered to deceive, didn't they? They had some, you know, some great players, Brady and everything as well. Yeah, yeah, Don Givens, um, mm-hmm. uh, and do a couple of Celtic players play for Republic of Ireland? Over the years, I think. Maybe. Yeah, in the seventh, let's check seventy-four squad. Yeah, I mean, certainly later on, you've got Paddy Bonner, you've got um, yeah, yeah. eighties, yeah, 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 Era in France, France at the bottom, which is just nowadays it's it's strange to see France at the bottom of any group, isn't it? But um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's but they qualified for seventy eight as well, France, didn't they? So they obviously turned it round in them four years between World Cups. Mm. And here we go, Group Eight, um, Scotland's group. Oh, so Scotland, Czechoslovakia, and Denmark um, got off to a, a great start. A great start against Den- Denmark, beating them twice. Yeah. Then I think there was a period, but. Between what was it the the first Czechoslovakia game? This it was like a a big period between it, was it? Right. Do you remember, Tom? Was it a like a year or something? Or yeah, possibly. Yeah. So I think there was a a big period between our second last game and the last game. But um, Scotland, yeah, played four, one three, um, four eight, and against three, and then Czechoslovakia after that. So yeah, what would we give for that sort of um? Form and in, in a group, but then again, three teams, three teams in a group. I mean, you play four games. It's um, it's certainly different nowadays as well, isn't it? Yeah, and even that as well. Going into that last game, which you lost, you obviously still qualified, didn't you? So yeah, the pressure yeah. was right off because of um, the previous three results. Yeah. So moving on to pages four and five and shoot assess the chances of the 16 finalists concluding that Italy will be champions. On Scotland's chances, they say, despite a poor history in the World Cup, opponents will treat Scotland with a great deal of respect. They know that players like Billy Bremner and Kenny Douglas have proved themselves in European Cup competitions. It's unfortunate that they're grouped with Brazil and Yugoslavia. 
They will go with their best wishes and given the breaks, Scotland may well make a few teams blush. So general, generally throughout the, the magazine, you know, there's a, a cautious optimism and positivity around Scotland from, from the people writing in the magazine and from the, the, the magazine itself. So, yeah. Um, yeah, if I remember rightly, we are the only team of the 16 not to lose a game. We were unbeaten, I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, there were several teams who who were who were unbeaten who went oh. into the next round and then and then lost, you know, and get and get knocked yeah. and get knocked out, you know. Um, but yeah, I we did, we, we, uh, but then England in eighty two uh, get knocked out without losing a game as as, as well. Yeah, uh, the way the second round was at that at that time. But yeah, yeah we make a big deal, three, didn't they? Yeah, but we make a big deal uh, out of that. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, can, we, can we go back, Andy? Look yeah. at those. Look at those uh, pictures. Which ones? These ones. Yeah. Aye, the, the pictures there. So uh, East Germany. So that's a picture of. God, I can't even read the. Um, Mag, Mag, Magdeburg. 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 Yeah, Magdeburg. Are they celebrating with goonies on, Andy? What's a goonie? Have they got dressing gowns on? Oh, right. Yeah. right. <laughs> it looks like it, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, there's certainly something that's hooded. It looks hooded. Yeah, because I think, we, well, we, we spoke about this before, I think, on, on Twitter. A lot of Dutch teams celebrated uh, big wins with, with dressing gowns. Hmm. Right. I've noticed that before. They would all wear dressing gowns. So I, I'm thinking in that picture that they've all got they've all got sort of white <laughs> towelling dressing gowns on. Maybe. Yeah. Look, look at the Argentinian star player, Ruben Ayala. There he is. There he in, is. Yeah. In, impersonated <laughs> by many a young lad from Oldham. Yeah. <laughs> Responsible Make for pulling the, the curtains down. <laughs> yeah. And just there, the, the three pictures there, we've got a Danny McGrain, a clean shaven Danny McGrain. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's quite rare, isn't it? Mm. Danny isn't McGrain it? would have been 23 in that picture. Yeah, he was never young. No. Yeah, he really young. doesn't look early 20s in that, in that picture. But then, um, just looking at the, the guy tips star player for Australia, um, th- there was an Australian player, uh, I don't know whether it's Peter Wilson or not, did he get booked? Twice and stared on the pitch. Right. <laughs> at, at this competition. Uh, yeah, in '74, mm. I reckon. Um, I'm sure I've seen that, but a little bit of an anomaly for you. Maybe Tom can check out. But I'm sure he got two yellow cards and stared on the pitch. It definitely happened in 2006. I definitely remember that. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm. I'm pretty sure in the 70s because it was the. Was this? The, did they have the coloured? The, the red and yellow cards. Yeah, this might be the first one, yeah. I think the refs, hadn't, well, this ref hadn't quite got to grips with it, but <laughs> two yellows was one red. But I'll look that up after we go off air and I'll, I'll come back to you on that. But I reckon um, somebody from Australia got two yellow cards. Yeah. yeah. It was either Australia or New Zealand. Yeah, yeah you're right, Graham. Um, hang on a wee second. Well, it, okay. So it happened in 2006 with Australia. Um, All right. With Graham Paul was the, was the referee. It was a Croatian right. player in a game against Australia. Right. Um, well, um, New Zealand weren't in this World Cup, were they? They're not on this. No. They were in no. 80, 82. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to stick my neck out and say somebody for Australia during the 74 World okay. Cup, which obviously would have been a group game because they didn't get out of the group. Mm. Got two yellows and stared on, but I'll, I'll look that up. When yeah. I, or I'll, I'll try and chase the video where I saw it. I'll, I'll, I'll check my um, back catalogue as well. 
See what I can the, find on that. Well, the, one of the best games of the tournament for me in this uh, this World Cup was Sweden West Germany, which West Germany won four two in a a mud bath. Um, it was a great game, four two, great game. Mm-hmm. Star player Ralph Edstrom, do you remember him with tall tall striker with black hair? Yeah, big. Big, well, big name player, but didn't do much in the '74 World Cup because yeah. he was tipped to do well. Yeah, I can't see who the, yeah. who the West German star player is. I presume it's Gerd Muller. Uh, Gerd Muller, yeah. Gerd Muller, yeah. 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 Uh, Yugoslavia's Dragon Z- Zajic. Zajic. Right. Um, and Zayas is uh, Endai. Endai. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder where he is now. I wonder what he does now. <laughs> I wonder. Yeah. You're still sticking with the jersey, looking for a looking for a free kick to kick away, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just to launch it into the crowd. I mean, thing well, is, that. I mean, we've got oh, um, star player for Italy is Dino Zoff, and this is 1974, yeah. and it, you know he must he be yeah. he must be yeah, 32 or something like that. So yeah, he was 40 when he won it in '82. So mm. yeah, wow, amazing, yeah. the yeah. grey jumper. Yeah, yeah. He was good though, wasn't he? he? Was good. Yeah, he was great. Wonderful goalie. Yeah, yeah very. Um, and they were very dour, Italy, in, in those days. They did, you know, they just played for a nil-nil, didn't they, or a one-one? Yeah. Just yeah. No, no, no um, you know, art history no about flip. them at all. Yeah. Mm. So here we are at the uh, Billy Bremner, the captains. So it's Billy Bremner of Scotland, and the interview the skipper ahead of the tournament. Uh, firstly, they look back at the recent victory over England and ask the. If that changes Billy's thoughts on Scotland's chances, uh, Billy says that win, lose or draw the game against England, it hasn't changed his thoughts, although he does now think that others are more optimistic about Scotland's chances. And There's talk of the power of the Scottish fans and Billy believes they'll take between twenty and 30,000 to the games. Uh, there are a number of cliched responses such as, we will t- take each match as it comes is in there and they must be the greatest yeah. crowd in the world is in there as well. Um, and on being asked if he'd be satisfied to get through to the second round, his reply was, no, I'll not be satisfied with anything but a win, and we're going to win. It's a World Cup or nothing, and it won't be nothing, that's for sure. That's fighting words from Billy, isn't it? Yeah. See, it's like, Ali McLeod says something like that, and he's he's castigated for life, whereas Billy Bremner, yeah. it's like, nobody remembers it. It's a little footnote in a shoot magazine article. Yeah. But, um, yeah, um, th- even back then, as I say, I pointed it. There's cliches just throughout it, but you know, it's it, you, you can't get a a good answer off it, uh, anybody these days. No, no. Yeah, it's so police, doesn't it? And they got there's so many media advisors around them. You don't get that on us kind of chat with them. You wouldn't get sit down for half an hour or an hour with these guys now. So especially the captain, you know, without it being anodyne. Unfortunately, it's great, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's it's horrible, isn't it? It's, uh, yeah. yeah, it, it kind of feels like are fab to look back on. It's what? Sorry, that's why these magazines are so fabulous to look back on, aren't they? Because you get a real sense of them here. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I like the uh, the World Cup that WM seventy four logo. Mm, lovely. Uh, WM is that something to German West West German it, or something? WM Meyer is German or something. Oh like West Munchen would it be Munich West West Munich seventy four or you know it's, it's, Tom get going is, <laughs> is, is it German for World Cup or something? Is it? Uh, it could be yeah the M could be for cup couldn't it? Yeah I, World Cup in German. Listen, yeah. there, 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 a quick Google pretend to know. Yeah, jumping to the current World Cup, have you noticed how on the 
the TV graphics, they put FWC now, like FIFA World right. Cup, and, and oh, I just crikey. think it's like, you know, why not just call it? Why why not just put WC World Cup? Everything's FWC. Yeah. It's all brand new. Yeah, because I've got Velt Veltmanshaft. Oh, that'll be it, won't it? Yeah. Veltmanshaft. I mean, I may be on a Zoom different tight. site. This may be cut later on. Veltmanshaft. Yeah, I know that's right. Yeah. So that'll be it. Yeah. Guys, World World Cup in German. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Yeah. See, lateral thinking, guys. Lateral yeah. thinking. If we learn one thing from this podcast, is <laughs> felt <Yeah>. mine shaft. <laughs> <laughs> felt my shaft. <laughs> it sounds a bit rude, doesn't it? Doesn't yeah. it? Doesn't it? Let's move on. <laughs> uh, in fact, yeah, let's... the World Cup build-up doesn't help. Yeah. <laughs> oh, World Cup build-up. Well, we're, we're going to move on to an absolutely brilliant team photo here. Um, it's, yeah, it's it, great, that, isn't it? Super Scots, and it's all the Scottish squad in their, their blue tracksuits. And I'm assuming this is going to be at Largs, because it, yeah. it looks very Largsy in the background there. Yeah, yeah. And it looks yeah. sort of, you know, there's a there's a certain chill to the, the photograph that suggests Largs as well, the, the west coast of Scotland. Um, yeah. Anybody want to pick anything out from this? The footwear. Maybe yeah, I see yeah. a look. Jimmy Johnson, does, Jimmy Johnson doesn't look happy, does he? No, he, he's looking for a pair of oars, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> for, for the night, for the nighttime entertainment. <laughs> the There's some players on there, though. That's 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 a good squad, that. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, we've got a few young players, well, a few young ones coming through. I say they're young players, but they still look. Gordon McQueen at the back there. Yeah, I've got Joe Jordan in the middle, who yeah. you know, Joe's went on to to score at this World Cup and. The next two subsequent ones as well. Tommy Hutchison yeah. up at the top. Um, we've got Dave, a., Danny McGrain, yeah, Dave Hart. Is, um, is that Buchan on there on next to uh, in the yeah. middle row, next to Lorimer, Peter yeah. Lorimer? Yeah. yeah. Jim Holton, he he broke his leg around then, did he? Jim Holton right. for playing for United. I don't know if after this World Cup, yeah. but around the mid seventies when he broke his leg and right. never recovered really. I mean, there's there's <laughs> Willie Morgan at the front. I, I said earlier on he looked like um, Roy Keane. I, I do also think there's a there's a bit of um, a bit of the Gallagher, the Gallagher yeah. about him. Yeah. You know the the Gallagher brothers. He's he's got that sort of look to him as well. Um, yeah, you know the, the. It looks like uh, Alex Harvey though, doesn't he? Is it Alex Harvey? Yeah. Sensational yeah, Alex Harvey, man. Sensational, yeah. Mm. But, um, the great look, yeah. Look, look at Billy Bremner's trainers. Can then <laughs> pro- proper no Gallagher job than trainers, aren't they? <laughs> Brown <laughs> suede, yeah. Adidas probably. One of the tassels on them instead of laces, you know, sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, but, but uh, yeah, it's a good shot. Yeah, it's it's just you know it it's like there's it doesn't seem as though they've really put that great great deal of effort into it. It's like right guys, just make sure you turn up here with with the new tracksuits on. Yeah. What what about yeah. what we're wearing the our shoes? Nah, just whatever you're wearing at the time's fine with that. Yeah. And it and does track is great, isn't it? <laughs> Kenny's got yes. red socks on. I think there's a, yeah. another couple in the I can see in the, the bottom right as well. But yeah, it's I, I, I yeah. love photographs like this, you know, um, what sort of bench are we looking at? Um, probably something from the hotel or something like that that just brought out. Yeah, yeah. it was something bench. from under the window in the hotel, that one, <laughs> in the bench. <laughs> a Shea Long or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is Great. A, yeah. 
Okay, let's move on to pages 12 and 13. Um, this is World Cup Crosstalk, and it's um, do a head-to-head interview with the Yugoslavia, Yugoslavia manager Milian Milianic and Brazil boss Mario Zagala. Um, it's, quite, it's quite a forthright interview with a lot of emphasis being played on the potential for a more physical competition because it's based in Europe. There's criticism of, criticism of Sir Stanley Rouse and his potential re-election to the presidency of FIFA, which I don't think he got. That was when Havelang got him, was it? Yeah. Um, the consensus of opinion is that a European team will win, only if Brazil don't win, of course. And on Scotland's chances, the Gallo was impressed when they played Scotland a couple of years previously, but says they are so unpredictable. And he says, right. on a good day, they can beat anyone. On a bad day, they could even lose to Zaire. Um, mm. He knows his football. Uh, Milanic says, we will look upon them as one of the strongest possible opponents and treat them with great caution. There's another cliched response I've ever heard. Yeah. Uh, Zagallo goes for a Brazil-Italy final and Milanic predicts Yugoslavia versus Brazil. Um, so any... any is a bit of Sven Goran Eriksson. I'm just going to keep pointing out who people look like, okay? that's I'm going yeah. to go Sven Goran Eriksson. Yeah, I thought, I thought it was in when you uh, when you turned the page. Yeah, yeah. Now Zagallo, like was the Gallo in what team would he have been in? Was he in the fifty-eight team or the sixty-two team? What what was his? Because he was he was he was in charge for about four World Cups or something. Was he not Zagallo? Was he? So I'd say going off that, he'd be he'd finished playing ten years, maybe. So that'd take him. 62, maybe. Yeah. His last World Cup. Uh, 62 World Cup, yeah. 60, he's still alive. So would, he have, would he have been at the 58? Was the one in Sweden, was it? Was that the yeah. one yeah. Pele's first World Cup? So yeah, I'm sure there. he was teammates with Pele. I'm sure he was. Um, he was a forward as well. Yeah, 58 and 62. He was part of the squad. Yeah, yeah so he, was he boss in... 66, 70, 74 so he and 78. played 58, 64 for Brazil. Yeah. Uh, and then managed several spells as manager of Brazil. Yeah, yeah uh, 70, 74. 67, 68, then 70, 74. Right. His first two spells. Yeah. And he was back as caretaker in 2002. And he was, he was manager in 1994 to 98. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, he's, he's, yeah. he's, he's, he's Mr. Brazil football, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Yes, the professor. That's what he was called. Yeah. There's a great, there's a great book on him actually. I think I'm pretty sure he features in these sorts of books. I've got a whole Brazilian themed thing somewhere. But yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, he was some guy. Oh, yeah. Some guy still there. Yeah. They'll, they'll probably have him back after this World Cup if they don't win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, let's move on to pages 14 and 15. And this, I found this really interesting. It's uh, yeah, when great. to look and listen and a guide to TV and radio coverage of the World Cup. So shoot look at the coverage of ITV and BBC for the upcoming World Cup. And for ITV, Brian Moore will host their coverage along with guests including Malcolm Allison, Pat Creran, Brian Clough, Derek Dugan, Jack Charlton, Bobby Moncar, Terry Mancini and Ron Greenwood. Um, so this is uh, the World Cup is accredited to be a change in the sort of the presentation on on television, right? Because they did all these panels with these, uh, you know, ex- obviously opinionated ex players like Derek Dugan and Brian Clough and Malcolm Allison. 
Yeah. So I yeah. think this was the, the first time it was really they really went for it. Yeah, that's an interesting picture. There two two football kind of uh, groundbreakers, Malcolm Allison and Brian Clough, and then Derek Dugan and Jack Charlton, two yeah. kind of quite uh, up and down, straightforward players. Um, you know, quite an interesting interesting group of people. That mm. and then Bobby Von Kerr as well. Did you say getting on, getting in on the action? Yeah, so Terry Mancini, mm. Republic of Ireland international, if memory yeah. serves. Yeah. It's Arthur Montford there. There's Arthur. Yeah. G- Gerald yeah. Sinstat looking nothing like what I I pictured Gerald Sinstat is looking like. Um, yeah, he, he, uh, we had him as our local commentator on Granada TV on Sunday right. afternoons. He, he he looked like that all the time. Right. <laughs> yeah, quite quite uh, interesting looking. And uh, Jerry Harrison. Yeah, yeah. I always like Hugh Johns in the middle at the bottom. Oh. I was a big fan of his commentary style. Right. Great. He always did the Midlands um, down in England. I don't know if uh, that came across in Scotland, but he'd always do like Birmingham and Stoke, Leicester. Um, right. Teams that underachieved, but he had a great, um, uh, a great way with words. Uh, the Leicester used to have a player called John Samuels, and he scored an header once. And I remember him saying, Salmons leaps leaps at the back post like the great fish. He'd <laughs> <laughs> been waiting for that for a long time. Yeah. Okay, so here, here's the ITV programmes um, showing the coverage each day of the tournament. And there's, show, there's sometimes there's actually a couple of games shown on the one day. Um, further highlights and World Cup scene discussion shows are shown throughout as well. So there's there's a lot of coverage there. Yeah. Um yeah, just what you were talking about earlier on, Graham there, ten twenty five to, to, to twelve noon recording of one of yesterday's games. Yeah. Uh, on a regular regular basis through that outcome. Yeah. One one of these yeah. is going to be the cause of that incident, isn't it? Uh, it will be. It was definitely the Italy Argentina game, which was on the nineteenth of June. So on, on the twentieth it would have been replayed the following yeah. morning. That's um, when I would have pulled the curtains down, 20th of June, <laughs> 1974. Brilliant. Let's get that date. Yeah. So it was midweek. I'm, I'm pretty sure it would have been midweek because um, my, my dad wasn't there. And he, I remember we had to get it all moved and sorted out before he came home. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just, I mean, there's, there's half as many teams in this World Cup as there is nowadays. Isn't mm. it? it's, it's quite amazing that the world's a different place, isn't it, from when this World Cup was on? Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Let's I mean, a... you know, you have to super, and there's, there'd only be three channels in these days as well, no Channel mm. 4 in these days. So yeah. the, for it to take over would be quite a big thing because, you know, uh, people like my mum and my grandma who weren't football fans, they, they got annoyed that the football was on all the time. Yeah. I remember, you know, hearing my grandma mourning all the time because we used to spend a lot of time there in school holidays mourning that football was on again, you know. And yeah. it, it's nothing compared to now. Four mm. games a day, you know. It's, yeah, yeah. Um, everyone says that, yeah. every day. During the 15th, you get two games back to back, which mm. has been like, unheard of in, in, in those days. 3.45 yeah, to 8 p.m. Yeah, both exclusively live on ITV as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Here, yeah. Here's a question for you, Graham. Would your mum and your grandmum have been tennis fans? Uh, yeah, definitely. Both Cause, cause very we... big Virginia Wade fans, you know, yeah. very right. British or English kind of, you know, uh, like a queen kind of uh, lookalike. But yeah, so it would clash with Wimbledon, wouldn't it? Yeah, because we'll see when we go into the BBC one, the, the, the Wimbledon is in amongst it as well. So it's like giving all the sport that they're going, so... 
So they're probably getting a bit annoyed that the, the, there's only going to be one TV in the house, I'm assuming. So, course, so that, uh, you know. well, I think we might have had a colour for the World Cup, actually. I think right. we've had splashed out. Oh. We've got a colour, colour telly for the World Cup. Brilliant. <laughs> I don't know. You can yeah. afford curtains and a colour TV. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay, so we'll have a look at the, the BBC. So David Coleman heads the BBC commentary team with responsibility for Scotland and Brazil games, it says. Archie McPherson is on hand to provide the comms for viewers in Scotland, a phrase that we are very aware of um, coming yeah. from yeah. Scotland. Um, other commentators include Barry Davies, John Motson and Alan Weeks. Um, Jimmy Hill heads the experts panel in the studio along with the likes of Jock Steen, Don Revy, Bill Shankly, Bobby Charlton, Laurie McMenemy, Frank McClintock and Bob Wilson. I mean, the ITV had a good setup, but that's that's some of the um, names there as well. So, Heavy. yeah, yeah, that's um, so that'd be Don Revy before he was England manager, he would have got the England gig shortly after mm-hmm. this World Cup. Leeds, eh? mm. Yeah, he'd be at Leeds at this point, wouldn't he? Um, yeah, and Brian Clough, who was on the other channel, would would have been at Derby at the time. Yeah, yeah, and of course, Jock Steen was then to go to Leeds for forty four days as well, wasn't he? Yeah, uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and Laurel Metminimi would have would he have won the the FA Cup with Southampton at that point? Seventy five. No, that was after. Was that, yeah, it, it was seventy five. I think seventy six. Was it seventy six? Seventy six. Yeah, Southampton okay. won it. And Bob Wilson, who went on to do uh, football focus, focus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Finished, didn't and Jimmy Hill jumped channels around this time. He was ITV, BBC, ITV, BBC. Right. If I remember rightly. Right. And Bill Shankly, yeah. good, you know, a couple of Scottish and Frank McClintock, three Scottish represent. Oh, Bob Wilson, four, mm. four Jokes Scottish, yeah, yeah, players or managers there. Yeah, representation. Yeah. That's and, good. And it says, um, so uh, you get the occasional showbiz star popping in as well, such as Eric Morcom and Mike Yarwood. Uh, so <laughs> just to add a little bit of fun to I mean, Eric Morcom, yeah. I, do you know, I remember yeah. enjoying Mike Yarwood when I was a, a wee boy when he came on, yeah. but I, yeah. I think maybe it was just because there wasn't anything else on like that, yeah. you know, impressionist. Yeah. So there we go. I'm, I'm not going, I'm not going to bad mouth Mike Yarwood. <laughs> Even though it sounds like I just did. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the, the TV listings again. Not not as much, I don't think, as the ITV, but still plenty in there. And as you can see, the um, June the twenty sixth Wimbledon's in there. June the twenty second Wimbledon. So that well, it's in throughout as well. So all that's in there as well. But you look at that. Scotland Brazil's live on both channels. Yeah. Right. Wow. So uh, your, your mum would been doing a, a dinger at that, Graham. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> they wouldn't have been happy about that. Yeah. I, I don't remember watching it. I must have watched it, but I, I don't remember. I remember the Zaire game when you won 2-0, didn't you? And, yeah. Right. Uh-huh. Um, there was that free kick, wasn't there, where someone beat the offside trap and did somebody head it in? Yeah. Um, somebody floated it in and somebody just ran in, beat the offside trap. Yeah. Um, Against Saya, but you only won two 0 I think against Saya. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which uh, that was a bit undoing. I could still won four 0 in Yugoslavia, beat them nine 0 Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, did um, what's uh, Did Joe, Joe Jordan score in three World Cups? Yeah, he did. Yeah, that's that's some going that. Yeah, yeah. isn't it? That's that's a great record to have. Yeah, it's yeah. still the only Scot to have done that. Yeah. I mean, that just takes some doing that, doesn't it? I mean, has an English player ever done that? 
Can you see off the back? 2002, in 2002, Beckham scored in 2002, 2006, but not 01, 98 as well. So, yeah, Beckham did actually three World Cups. Um, in the this four World Cup, did you play? Oh, 78, you played Iran, didn't you? Yeah. 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 And Drew, that was one all, wasn't it? And you got beat 3 1 by Peru. Uh, Peru. Yeah. And then uh, obviously nearly went through in the Dutch game, didn't you? Yes. You know, you won yeah. 3 2, but you had to win yeah. by three goals, didn't you? I think. That's right. Yeah. 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 T- typical Scotland that we, we go on and, you know, winning the game that we probably least expected to win in. Yeah. I mean, I was shocked with that Peru game. I remember watching it distinctly as a kid and, um, you know, you, you just expect Scotland, you know, or any British team really to beat, beat Peru purely because you didn't know anything about them, not based on any kind of um, football logic at all, you know, but they had um, what's it called Kubilias who yeah. Yeah. was uh, yeah, on yeah. fire, wasn't he? Yeah. The greatest midfielder Peru has ever produced, as he was described as, yeah, yeah, it was fab. Yeah, the, um, sure. going, going back to the Zaire one, though, the Zaire football top, the jersey is superb, isn't it? Why? Yeah, yeah, but the, uh, it was, was the it green with a yellow V? Yeah, they had the, they had the two, they had the green home one, and they have the, the yellow away one. It's a brilliant strip. It's an absolutely brilliant strip. Leopard Zaire. Yeah, and did they had something written in big writing on the front, didn't they, if I remember rightly? Did they have Zaire written on the front? Yeah, Zaire down the bottom and Leopards as part of the, with a, with a leopard, was part of the badge. Brilliant. Right. Beautiful jersey. Mm. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, with, um, yeah, that's right, Leopards. With, I've got one here, a big circle with the word Leopards. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how did you get away with that? Was- yeah, it was it was Ethan Hawke put a picture up the other day, and it was a, it was an old picture of him on set from about twenty years ago. Um, it was on Instagram, and he's wearing the jersey. He's wearing a Zaire right. seventy four jersey. Brilliant! That's that's that is a great kit. That yeah, it's great, isn't it? I we, we, my wife and I had a we had a, 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 a some a couple of sports and fashion stores. We called them Zico after obviously Zico. It was yeah. kind of Brazilian themed retro sports stuff and. And we, we got the, the Zaire strips made as well. And right. he used to have them in the window. I had Peru, I had, I had everything that gave Scottish people nightmare. <laughs> I had those jerseys in the window. Yeah. yeah, well, that's a big collection, isn't it? It's a great collection. <laughs> I have many of them at home. This could be a long yeah. series. Yeah. <laughs> so, so just at, at the bottom of the page as well, there's a little bit about the radio. And it says, um, BBC radio coverage with full live coverage of all Scotland's games on Radio 2 and then brackets or Radio 4 if you're in Scotland. Why? <laughs> Why? Why? I mean, really. With the final being covered live, so I think they just covered the Scotland games live and the final. Um, right. And every night, except Sundays, there will be a World Cup report live from West Germany at 10.02. I'm assuming that's probably because there would have been a, a news bulletin at 10. Yeah. Um, the radio commentators include Brian Butler, Peter Jones, Alan Parry and David Francie, yeah. a well-known well known name there, with Mike England on hand in West Germany to give his views. Um, so yeah, again, few famous names there, few well-known names. Yeah. So it, uh, I do remember listening to the radio quite a lot for football games, you know, in those mm. days. And there was there was some great commentators and, and so few of them as well, really, because yeah, yeah. Uh, not so many games to be on. I, I'm trying to think, in England, would would we have had English commentators on the TV, did you point out before? 
and we said Archie McPherson would be commentating in Scotland on yeah. the BBC. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah, that's that's interesting how they 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 would deem that to be necessary not to have a Scottish commentator on the feed that we received. It yeah. seems. So it says Dave Coleman yeah. did the the games, except um, yeah. Archie did it in Scotland. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I remember him commentating when you beat us 2 0 in the home internationals. When we, did we score two own goals in the game? Which uh, one? The, going into the 74 World Cup, you beat us 2 0 in the home yeah, internationals. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't remember if they were on goals, but yeah, it was. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we scored two own goals. Joe Mercer was our manager at the time. And I remember David Coleman commentating and it was so, so final when, you know, like I said, 2 0, you know, and it just, it just. <laughs> Even just in his voice, it felt like there'd be no coming back, you know. And in those days, as a ten-year-old, to to score two own goals in a game, it's just like beyond embarrassing, you know. Yeah, yeah. own goals by Mike Pedrick, Pedrick. and Colin Todd, Yeah, yeah. And and the, in the game is um, uh, we had one of the black and white balls, which we rarely used in British football. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, with black black sort of yeah. hexagons on it. One of these ones. Tell Star, yeah. I think. One was it Tell Star they're called? Yeah. Is that Every... a size four? Or have you just got really big hands? Goalkeeper's <laughs> <laughs> hands. It was, probably, it was probably the World Cup ball Scotland are probably using it because it was a it yeah. was used to it. Yeah. yeah. Get getting used to it, yeah. And if I remember right, that would have been one of Alf Ramsey's last ever games, that because surely he got we got rid of him before our during the World Cup 74 because we'd failed to qualify and then Don yeah. Revy was manager. I can't have managed much longer after the 74 World Cup, if at all, I would guess. I do know. don't know. Okay, at this then, point... So, sorry, on you go. That's when we came out, when Don Revy was the manager, that's when we came out with the Admiral kit, with the uh, oh, white and blue yeah. trim, which um, was very, very slinky, I remember thinking as as an 11-year-old kid at that point. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great kit. It's a really great kit, isn't it? Admiral yeah. Admiral had some brilliant kits at the time. I mean, the Leeds United it was the iconic one with the players' names on the back. As well. Oh, totally. And the, uh, wonderful, the... Wonderful. The little um, tags on the socks with the numbers yeah. on. And, and then did... Am I... I don't... I can't remember. I think in 1974 World Cup, I, I don't know if it's a close-up picture anywhere, but I'm sure that the Scotland team... And a lot of the teams had had uh, it was almost like a golf label on the socks. Mm-hmm. I think I think it was a, num- right. a numbered tag. It was the same as a Leeds numbered had. tag on the socks. Yeah, yeah, I've, yeah. I've saw one. Um, I think Gordon Gordon McQueen maybe wearing it. But yeah, the, there is certainly a, a Scotland one. But that was something, and you'll correct me if I'm wrong, Tom. It was um, Paul Trevelyan. Paul Trevelyan, yeah. We went and introduced that at Leeds, along with loads <laughs> of other things, just to as a sort of marketing. Who was that? What, what's the name of that person? Paul, Paul Trevelyan is a is a is an artist. You you will have seen his work, but he was he was involved um, with Leeds, and as I say, he did, he did. You are the ref. You don't know the drawings. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But he he did. Um, he introduced at Leeds the the act of them. You know when they would come out and they'd line up and they would wave to the fans and turn round. Yeah. And he introduced things like that. And the the sock tags were apparently so that at the end of the game they could throw them into the crowd. I see, I see as well. Right, um, but it, yeah, he came up with loads and loads. I think he was, um, 
it was a, the in the Guinness Book of Records for um, was it speed kissing or something like that as well. <laughs> you know, it's one it's one of these it's just a, a finger in every single pie, yeah, and things like that. But is it is speed speed kissing? Speed kissing, <laughs> or, yeah, yeah. I, I, I guess them um, kissing loads of people really quickly. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I figured. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, cl- the clues. He agreed to come on the, the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a big sports fan as well. Um, and he's, he's on Twitter. Right. He's on Twitter. Um, but he's yeah, he's just he um he invented one of the golf grips or the um a, a golf grip or a style of club or something like that as well. All right. Um, yeah, there's loads of stuff. I, I, I've I've went through them in previous podcasts and that, and they're just sort of in the back of the head there. But um, I I'll, I'll introduce you more to um, Paul Trevelyan stuff online. And um, but he's, yeah, he's an absolute yeah. legend, there, man. Um, right. So so uh, let let's jump out um this for 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 a minute and just talk about what's happening with yourself at the moment, Graham. Um, now. Obviously, and spirals are touring again. Yeah, so, there we go. So let, let's yeah. have a wee chat about this. So how how did this come about? What was the driver? Uh, yeah, well, we haven't done anything since twenty fifteen. I think was the last time we played, and um, <clears throat> we've forever getting offers to to reform, if you like, or do some concerts. Um, and we were just kicking it around. We got offered some Happy Mondays gigs, which would have been to take place in spring next year, but mm. we, we weren't too sure whether we 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 wanted to do anything or even do some happy wonders gigs. We weren't sure, but we decided um, we'd see pursue it about doing our own shows. And so I contacted SJM, who I'm very close to, a concert promoter, and they said, "Yeah, you could do that tour. That's up there, thirteen gigs." Um, and as you can see, four of them. I think there might be five or six of them now sold out. So they're, they're all varying in sizes. Like the Manchester one's 2,000 people. The Glasgow one is, I'm sure you know, is 1,000. Sheffield's 1,000. Um, and London's 2,000. So they're, they're, they're all selling well or sold out. Um, so it's quite exciting. We've done a bit of rehearsals. We've um, obviously uh, got a new drummer because Craig Gill, our original drummer, passed away in 2016. Um, so we've got a new drummer. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's exciting. It's, it feels good. We've, we've rehearsed about... It's about four or five times, and then we're going to get heavily into it in January. Get the uh, get the match fitness up, but it's it feels really good. Mm. So let, I hope to see you all at some point at one of the gigs. I've, Just uh, let me know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I've, I've I've got my tickets for Leeds because that's obviously um, local to me. So I'll definitely. Yeah. And what I'm going to do, if you don't mind, these um, we'll talk about these as well um, coming up. Yeah. These focus ons that we did, which um, I absolutely love doing them. Um, yeah, brilliant, brilliant. I'm going to get, you know, I'm, I'm sure you are going to merch them, um, but I'm going to get them all printed out and put in a big frame, and I'm going to see if I can get all used to sign it as well. Oh, of course, and yeah. Then I can get it put up on my wall. Um, so, so I'll do that as well. But yeah, listen for for the people who, for the benefit of people listening to this, um, we we put together um, some f- focus on style. Um, questionnaires for each of the, the, the band members and did them in all different styles and different eras and things like that as well and we had, we had great you know I was saying to 
Simon and Tom, with great feedback from everybody about yeah. you know where things should go and what you know do this and it was great to actually because normally when i would do something like this i have to think it all myself and it was great that i was actually getting the amount of feedback for everybody that i was that these were absolutely we were all on the same sort of wavelength for it um yeah but the other one as well so that's steve stephen holt there um in manchester yeah. city and then the two, the two new, the two new boys to the yeah, to the, the band. two new signings, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're, 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 it's it's funny with Kev, who's who's the the new drummer. He's just not a football fan at all. Uh, but it, when you're doing anything nerdy, football related, and someone's not a football fan, it's it's just so difficult explaining some things, which which <laughs> you know, to the likes of us. Uh, <laughs> Or, or even even Clint in the group, who's not really a football fan, but he, he kind of gets, because he, he hears us talking about nerdy types of things like, uh, you know, away ends or football goalposts or, or the size of the netting and stuff like that. <laughs> he, he hears about this just going on in the background. That Kev, he's just not a football fan at all. Just to, just to explain even what focus-ons were, you know, when you're thinking, God, didn't, didn't you... Didn't your old childhood revolver and wait for sheep to drop on the doormat <laughs> on a Tuesday morning to yeah. jump to the focus on to read to get the insight on whoever the player might be? Um, but yeah, they, these are great. These Andy, they're absolutely brilliant. They, they're they're brilliant. Down great. But my wife makes cakes, um, so she, we've had some of the ones print on printed out on edi- edible icing right. without uh, the without the focus on bits, but just the picture of the player and the name right. um, to, to put on cakes that we'll, we'll bring some to the Leeds gig um, for you to have when you come to Leeds. And, brilliant. Um, but but we've, they are, they got, are brilliant. Yeah, we've got the England squad, which has not yet been unveiled yet as well, to do something with that, haven't oh, we? Oh, of course, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, we were, we were working on that, weren't we? Yeah, yeah brilliant. So... But yeah, yeah it was a, it was an absolute pleasure to do it. Um, you know, as I said to you, it's, it's the sort of stuff I love getting my, my teeth into. So I just need an excuse to do things like this. So thank you for giving me that excuse. Yeah, um, the, the been, questions are great, though, aren't they? Because you know, in, back in the seventies, it you, you'd be you know there wasn't Twitter, obviously, and things like that, and you'd just be getting to know something about a player, and you'd just see a match of the day every you know two or three months or something. You'd get to know what kind of music to listen to or who, who they'd most like to meet. And, you know, in, in the mid-70s, the answer is quite often Rackle Welsh, you know, the, the, yeah. the person they'd most like to meet, you know, just proper cliché, funny, funny answers, you know. I, I think I think part of the the attraction to it is the the format of it is, is a pretty um, consistent format. So, you, you, you know, if, if you're reading an article, you, you may not really... You know, especially as a kid, you may not read a full article on something and pick up all the details. Yeah. Whereas if it's this, you can, you know, um, hobbies, paint, most difficult opponent, many paints, you know, things like that. You yeah. can go straight to it. Um, Favourite food, steak and chips and things like that as well. Yeah. So I think it's, yeah, the fact it's in that format makes it's just, it's just easy to get the information. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it is brilliant, isn't it? It's really good. So so and you said... The... Sorry. Sorry. No, on you go, on you go. Uh, as, as time went on, they, they changed the questions, didn't they? I've, yeah. I've noticed that some of the ones you've been uh, tweeting, the, the, the later ones, they have d- different kind of questions, trying to make them a bit more slinky. But I, I prefer the, these these type of questions, you know, from like the early to mid-70s. Um, yeah, just out of interest, who was the goalie that you used for Clint's picture? It looks quite an obscure one. It was a Newcastle United goalkeeper um, from... 
that went sixties. Let me. Right. It, it don't matter if you haven't got it hand on it. Um, so, so it's just that somebody asked me the other day, and I, I didn't. I didn't know. I knew some of the others. I knew that was Brian Robson, and I think was it Dennis Law for Jake. Yeah. So, so his name's uh, Brian Harvey of Newcastle right, United, okay. and it's that that one was from nineteen sixty. So that, right. that photograph is a really old one from uh, Charles Buckins Football Monthly. Yeah, magazine. Right. it's a real good one, cracking, cracking yeah. shot. So yeah, that was um, yeah that one there. Yeah, it goes yeah. it goes well with his hair, dude, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. Yeah. Um, what what I was going to ask is is just talk to us more about um about you know getting back together and you know how 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 have the new guys sort of bought into it and things like that, or have you worked with them before? Uh, no, uh, Steve had worked with Kev before. In uh, Steve's uh, had a separate band called the Rankings, uh, and Kev drummed for them. Um, uh, Jake is he lives around the corner from me, but he's um, he's kind of like um, in a, a lot of different bands at the moment. He's played with Miles Kane, Paul Weller, The Specials. Um, he's currently playing with uh, Jamie Webster at the moment. Uh, so he's kind of like a very much in-demand um, person to have, uh, like to hire out. Uh, but we've got him on bass because Martin, our current bass player, just doesn't quite fancy it at the moment. So mm. uh, I'm sure he'll come back at some point, Martin, but he, he just doesn't feel in the right place to do it. So, But he said, just crack on without me kind of thing. So we've, we've had to get two new members, which um, it, it's a big, you know, it's a big thing. If, if it was a football team, it'd be, you know, four new players in you know turning out in, in for a game you know and um but you know at the end of the day it's uh we're, we're playing this is the current version of these barrel carpets and we'll we'll be playing all the hits as you might say so uh we're looking forward to it you know with when you got new people involved it's kind of exciting you know and um new personalities to take on board but we're um we're looking forward to it mm. so here's a question for tom and simon who's the ipswich player that, that graham was I reckon Arnold Muren. Okay, Tom. Oh, Russell Osman. You only get one. one <laughs> oh, Russell Osman. <laughs> Russell Osman. I've looked closer. I'm on a small screen. Uh, well, I'll, I'll just say George Burley used to be different. Okay, it's, it's Alan Brazil. Ah, uh, is it? Yes. Um, no shin pads on notice. Mm. I thought, I, thought, look like I, I think I saw um, a message from your wife, Karen, um, mentioning about the short shorts in this, and she was—I think she was quite impressed by those. So I think that's your Christmas present sorted out. Yeah, I, I saw something come the other day from uh, um, Adidas, and it felt slinky in the past. Um, <laughs> I'll let you know on uh, Christmas morning. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll let you know on Boxing Day the chafing's begun. <laughs> 